When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud out, what do you got? All right, so I was scrolling on Twitter and I had a tweet that just kind of popped out on me and it's actually trending. So when I was young, my mom used to take us to Payless. That was like the thing to do sometimes. She's like, if you guys are going to run around and get your shoes dirty and rip them up, I don't want to pay a lot of money for them. So I saw a tweet that said, in retrospect, I hate that Payless got... um, Sorry, I lost a tweet. Like a bad rap? Yeah, I got a bad rap made fun of because they had, you know, because now women are buying the same quality shoes from boutiques and they're spending a lot of money. So then I started thinking, I used to get made fun of sometimes because I had Payless shoes. And then when I wasn't wearing them, I made fun of somebody for wearing Payless shoes. I know, I know. Okay. I was young and stupid. I get it. (laughs) But then I thought, I was like, what is that brand that you guys made fun of somebody for wearing or got made fun of for wearing? That wasn't Payless because, you know, we all got made fun of for that. Um, I don't know. That's a great question. Made fun of for where? I know this oh, off top. I, I, so I will give you – so I only – I went to public school most of my life. Same. Right. And I ended up going to private school late in my life, like high school, right? And uh, junior high, one year in high school, okay? Um, and I so I'd never been to private school. I wore a uniform or you whatever. So mm-hmm. I wore, I went to whatever the place you're supposed to buy the uniforms are for this private school that I was going to in eighth grade, and they gave me the uniform. It was like whatever, like a blue shirt or a white shirt and like some you know navy blue slacks or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So I get in there, and I get to school the first day, and I realize hmm, all the other guys are wearing brown slacks or like you know beige <sighs> slacks. No. The uniform place gave me the wrong slack color. Oh, no. And I was the one guy in the entire school, okay? And this was one of those, like, small, like, Catholic schools that I did not want to go to that my parents made me go Aww. to. That was, like, K through 12, okay? So it's, like, yeah. a couple hundred people. I'm the only dude in blue slacks. And one of the teachers, who I eventually became cool with down the road, like, took a shot at me, and I was... I, I became oh. a, that you know I gave him my smart ass mouth back, but that's a super villain um, origin story situation. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yes, um, although the origin story of my smart assness kind of began in like fifth grade. We can do that another day. Um, but <laughs> um, but I gave it to him back, and it's funny because he was also a martial artist like I was. That's how we eventually became cool. Oh, um, die. Yeah, but he. Um, but yeah, so we had that issue. So that was probably. I would say that's like the only like super embarrassing moment I had. Growing up was that was I remember it to this day like it was like wow this sucks you know I remember that at the time this is gonna sound weird because at the time people like you know people forget that there were a lot of things that people think are cool now in True. retrospect that were whack 
back in the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like for me, those those Fila's that like that whole Grant Hill line of Fila's. I love Grant Hill, and people look yeah. back on those. Those were horrendously ugly and like yes. i played on my basketball team in high school and like you know we used to play pickup on the court at our school and dudes would show up in that and i was giving them the business every single time if you showed up in a whack pair of shoes to the court where anybody on the team was playing trust me you were going to hear about it for the entirety of the pickup session because that is exactly how i operated unsurprisingly I think. yeah Lindsay. Mm, i'm gonna say recently like more more recently a couple of years ago I had to make fun of my ex-boyfriend for wearing an Abercrombie and Hollister still because I'm like, dude, you're almost 40. Like, why are you still wearing that stuff? Hollister? At 40? Hollister's a little off. Yeah. Abercrombie, a lot of adults wear that. I could, like, Euros wear that. I mean, even Abercrombie, I'm still, even, listen, Clint Yates, Uh, you're an Abercrombie model, basically. Yeah, I used to work there, so I stopped wearing it for a reason, but, like, (laughs) trust me, when I did work there, there were many adults in there. But, frequently. But, but Abercrombie and Hollister. Hollister is like a teenage thing. Too like, much. stop. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, they, they make good quality clothes, but if yes. you're going to wear like the the logo Abercrombie sweatshirt and like sweatpants and stuff, like, no, no, no. That's too much. That's you're a too lot. Old for that. Yeah. Sweatpants are pretty strong, dude. I'm not going to lie. I walked into the store <laughs> See, in Santa Monica the other day. You're one of them. Really you quick. are one of them. Somebody <laughs> just tweeted, Joey said LA Gear shoes. That's true. Yep. Yeah. Oh, remember yeah. LA Gear? Who Those was the. Who was the NBA player that did that? I can't that, remember. I can't remember. LA I don't think he wants to be remembered. <laughs> there was an NBA player, though, who had that. Let's figure that out. I don't know. That's yeah, a that's good call, a... LA Gear was definitely up there. Fila, LA Gear. Dude, I remember. When I... those brands came back, you know how you were talking about it? Uh, yeah. I was like, yo, people are really spending that much money on this. Like, K Swiss did a little short. You know, case, okay. Now, case, the, the white case Swiss. No, those were clean. But were I'm very saying, like, clean, right? Those were but like Kareem. recently. You know, recently. It was who? Kareem endorsed LA Gear at one really? point. Really? Yeah. Wow. Mm. That's wild to me. Really? We were all like, really? I had deleted that from my. <laughs> he memory. was one of the <laughs> original sure athletes to endorse the brand. Yep. How about that? <sighs> the, le- oh. the legend. No, I used to do. I used to spend a lot of time dogging people's clothes, like, and not in a in a, in a, sure in a like your family is poor kind of way, but just in a you have no style kind of way. Because I, I went to private school, and a lot of the kids, they had, trust me, they had plenty of money to buy whatever they wanted. You know what I'm Correct. saying? But when you did have plenty of money to buy whatever you wanted, and you still came to the court looking like a chump, come on, dog, what are we doing? <laughs> Wait, did you wear uniforms at school? No, absolutely not. We oh, had a headmaster okay. that was forced to wear okay. uniforms when he was in school when in in um. Wales, and so he was like, "I would never impose that on a kid ever." So you guys cool. all went to private schools. Never, never did I go. Yeah, I went to private school late in life. Yeah, but I went to public school. Like half, I did half and half. Basically. Half and half. The only time no, not that really, because I... I would only say I did five years. So yeah, okay, so I did most... mostly public school until the last five years. I don't know. Like my public school started doing um, uniforms because they didn't want the kids to feel right. different. I get that, but I was like, I hate this. And then the parents did an uproar, and then they let us yeah. wear whatever. We Yo, wanted. LA Gear not only had Kareem, they had Carl Malone and Akeem Olajuwon. Oh, Carl Malone! I forgot they had about Joe Montana that. in the NFL. They had Wayne Gretzky in, in the NHL, who was with the LA Kings at the time. That was more um, of a branding they, thing, just in terms and, of like I remember that. Yeah, and they had, as far as um, musical like, artists, Michael Jackson and Paul Abdul at the time. Those feel like okay. Okay. I, I didn't realize Paul LA Abdul Gear. Yeah, me neither. I feel like LA. that's a side yeah. bit, but those are one of those things where, again, I remember when I did. I used to do Levitard back in the day, and um, you know, they used to do that. And you know, Cody does back in my day. 
uh, Amin would do Black in My Day. And so I did Whack in My Day. And Fila and Hella Gear definitely qualify as such. I think at the time I talked about Jinko jeans. And I was like, bro. Oh, man, I had some Jinko jeans. These huge, they had regular size jeans and they had huge ones. And the super huge ones were not that cool. I'm sorry. I realize a lot of people had them. But for people that actually knew how to dress, it was like you look like a dork just because you want to hide your ecstasy in your whatever, in your pants. You know what I'm saying? Like, doesn't mean you have to wear monstrous size jeans. It was crazy. So. Anyway. Uh, by the way, uh, this has been the longest what you need to know forever, because, but it's been a fun conversation. We're literally almost over through the segment. <laughs> but uh, one last thing, since we're not going to get to the Lakers here, but we will get to basketball on the other side. Um, the, the thing that just stood out to me as I'm watching uh, TV while we were having this conversation is I'm watching TNT. It's Celtics-Knicks in the first game. And during the commercial break, they ran – I didn't realize they're making a new Scream movie. And Really? Oh, wait, yeah, I've there's seen a, the oh, it's everywhere. I've seen yeah. the yeah. post ads for this downtown. Yeah, and the reason it stuck out to me was because there was a dude who looked just like Freddie Prince Jr. Like they have a Freddie Prince Jr. lookalike basically really? in the movie, and I was like, "Wow, that guy looks like Freddie Prince Jr." And then it said, "Scream!" Right? Like I was like, "Oh, so who is it? Literally- is it not him? No, it's not him. How is that possible? That's weird. It's just a dude that looks just like Freddie." Oh, so we have a late incoming from Ramona. How do we feel about cross colors? Now, okay, we don't have time for this, but cross colors was cool until the dorks started to like it. I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. All right, coming up next, with the Lakers' struggles and Clinton's love of planet LeBron, (laughs) what will it mean if this team does not accomplish its goal? this particular season how will that shake up the nba landscape and some legacies we'll get to that on the other side because i know Lindsay has some thoughts that uh, honestly were mind-boggling we'll get to some of that stick around this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest detroit style pizza in the country there's no competition Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Uh-oh. Who cares? Uh-oh. I'm still arguing with Morales through bits about something that is ridiculous and absurd, okay? This is a better song from and by The weekend than it is with Mike. It just is. Dude, have we heard about any... I mean, what? Clearly, he doesn't listen to The weekend. I'm fired up now, but that's fine. It's okay. He only, you know, he's only got an album dropping tonight. Just saying. Just saying. Also, I knew that it wasn't called The Mighty Wind. That's why I said whatever it's called afterwards. I knew you did say wrong. whatever it's called. I knew but it, it was that, wrong, and I was that, just getting That is it. somewhat dismissive, though. <laughs> That's true. Because let me say, okay, I don't want to get all off on this again, but here's the other No, thing. it's okay. Feel For free. most people, and I, know, I realize this is a Raider town. I'm not, not knocking that, but the name of the song is nothing compared to the tremendous quality of the song. You know it's what I'm saying? It's a great song. It's a great song. I couldn't care less what it's called and, because it and, sounds good in the music and I know what I'm feeling when I hear it. It's just, you know, it's a name. It's mighty And song. I love <laughs> the fact that John Facenda starts by saying, the autumn wind is a pirate. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, 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 it speaks for itself. Don't yes. worry about what I got to think about. Uh, speaking, for, speaking of speaking for themselves, a um, couple things. 
Um, Clay Thompson, it has been reported by Woj um, that he's going to make his first appearance because the Cavs here coming up here shortly. Uh, and look, I would say if you're taking the L.A. teams out of it, right, mm-hmm. uh, because I think that – you know, there's some bias when it comes to covering people, right? Like when you're here and you're here a lot and you're around the teams a lot, of course, you know, you grow. It's easier to grow an affinity for someone, to be honest with you, right? So if you take the teams out of it, right, the two L.A. teams in the NBA out of it, I would say that Clay Thompson is arguably the most, like, rootable like rootable player that there is in the NBA like that you can you don't even need to like the Warriors to root for Klay Thompson because a he's super like reverent and like funny Mm -hmm. and like goofy but like awesome too and the the fact that he hasn't played 900 whatever the hell days I mean is an amazing story that he's gonna be able to try to come back from that um so like Basketball stuff aside, like, yeah, you may not like the Warriors because you're a Laker fan. Like, it's hard to root against Clay, is what I would say. It's really hard, and we were actually talking about this on Debatable earlier, in, you know, just in terms of, like, how do we think he's going to fit in, you know? And, number one, Clay's part of the furniture at, at the Warriors. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think there's going to be any trouble in terms of, sure, we can chalk talk to different basketball, you know, and spacing and shots and selection and all that, but one of the things I like most about what I've seen from Clay recently is that this dude just looks happy. You know what yeah. I mean? And in a league in which mood matters greatly in terms of motivation and everything else, not just in a league, but in a country, hello, AB, in terms of that kind of stuff, when I see a guy that looks excited to be doing what he's doing from a work standpoint, I've got to believe they're going to perform better. He's got the bits on the boats. He's doing all that stuff about being the 77th best, 77th best player ever. You know, he's yeah. sort of engaging with people. This has to be good news if you are, A, a Clay Thompson fan, and B, a Warriors fan, of which I am the former, not necessarily the latter. I like this. This guy seems to be motivated in a way that we haven't seen in a long time, and I really like that. Yeah, and look, obviously we all have, you know, much love for Michael around here. So I feel like, you know, and Clay's a local kid, right? Like all that stuff. So, I mean, yeah. all you know, that I, everyone I think has got to be rooting for Clay. Now, here's the thing. He's going to make the Warriors, even if he's like 70% Clay, like they're going to be really hard to beat now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we still haven't seen Wiseman yet this season. So, like, they, they, they've done a really good job of – Bringing their nucleus back, right? If Clay comes back and is still a, a good player, which I presume he will be, and you know having a couple of veterans on the roster that help Otto Porter, right? Like Iguodala's hurt right now, or you know whatever. But when he was available, he was helping them, and you know creating kind of a young nucleus as well, right? Like Kaminga and Moody, and eventually Wiseman, right? Like they've got you know Jordan Poole, yeah. who I like as a six man. And and they've done this thing with Andrew Wiggins, which you and I talked about yesterday. That they don't he does they don't have to count on him. So like everything is gravy with him. So it's like a perfect situation for him. I, I would venture to say, you know, for a very you know for a better part of this decade, we've spent a lot of time in NBA circles talking about LeBron and Steph, right? Like mm-hmm. just like their dominance, basically. And you know, LeBron's got four. And do I think he can get five with the Lakers? I think so, because, look, I'm never going to count the Lakers out. I'm never going to count LeBron out. But yeah. it feels like Steph is positioned to win more than the three he has, for sure. Um, and if, it, you know, I, look, LeBron's going to go down as, like, a top two, top three player of all time, regardless of who you're, is on your list, I think. Of course. But 
I mean, Steph is going, you know, when you're talking about head-to-head legacies, I think those two guys are going to be kind of tied together for a long time, whether people like to hear that or not. And if Steph get Steph may have a better shot of getting more titles because I think his his game is going to age better um, based on just his skill set mm-hmm. and the fact that the Warriors have done a really good job at building around Steph still, even at this stage of his career. Well, what the Warriors have, which is something that a lot of teams and a lot of markets in the NBA talk about but don't necessarily live up to it, is culture. I mean, that's what you're discussing. When you talk about the fact that they've been able to integrate rookies and new guys into a system that was already based on a certain nucleus, and they did it with expectations that were reasonable. Like last year, it wasn't like, oh, Steph's leading him back because he can do anything. It was like, okay, we'll figure this out. You know what I mean? We'll let guys develop. We'll figure out what they're going to do. I think about, um, you know, Clay coming back to that, and that, that's, that's kind of what I was getting at is that, He's happy. This franchise seems to understand how to take care of their guys to the point that they're motivated enough to play, you know, and that's a real thing. And so when I think about the development of all of those players, I look to Steve Kerr. I think that he's done a fantastic job. And I just looking back on that whole run in the initial times, if they get another one in this sort of second iteration of who they are after sort of bottoming out a little bit. Man, I think Kerr really moves to the top, not the top, but he moves much higher on the list of like all-time coaches yes. than I think he'll ever really get respect for because people look at that operation and they say, okay, well, yeah, they had Steph, they had Clay, they had Draymond. And it's like, well, that doesn't necessarily work with everybody and keeping Well, look together. at Pop. Pop has yeah. not been able to bounce back. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's been very difficult. I mean, I think Steve Kerr will probably always be underappreciated as a coach simply because he's coached that specific team and kept them together the way that he has. And, and I say that about Pop with all the respect of the world because he really he – trans- he, he went from David Robinson's my best player to Tim Duncan's my best player to Tony Parker is my best player. You know what I mean? To Kawhi right. is my best player. So, like, Pop is like – you know, again, and of course – you know, Steve learned at the knee of Pop in a lot of ways. So, yeah. um, I, like, I, I think that Steve has some of that in him. And you're right. I think he could be climbing up the charts as time goes by if, if this thing explodes. Now, when I brought this subject up, mm-hmm. it became a um, – I don't want to call it a point of contention, but it drew <laughs> Lindsay's ire uh, when I was talking about how, you know, likable – uh, like, you know, these guys are – because they are. Wait. Like, the Warriors are super likable. And you I think a said, lot of that I, – I said Steph. Because I asked you, who's the most likable player non-LA? And I and you said Clay by a mile. I'm like, well, I would say Steph Curry's yeah. in that conversation. And you – That's no definitely way. in that conversation. You, you brought up – what did you bring up specifically why Steph is not likable? I said I personally don't like Steph, and I know a lot of people don't like Steph because just, like, how he acts – the stupid thing with him, like, biting his mouth guard, and then when he threw his spit-filled mouth guard out into the stands during the playoffs in 2016, and then his stupid, like, oh, I'm going to have my daughter up at all my press conferences, and it's like, okay, it was cute for, like, a minute, but then he kept doing it, and then it just got annoying. So, I don't know. I, so, I know okay, biased. first of all, a lot t- happening t- here. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me sort this all out. Hold so on for you, Yates. Um, so, we're taking a 20 here, okay? Putting both hands on my shoulders, okay? Um, so, Yates. Did you even remember until she brought up that he threw his mouthpiece in the 2016 finals? No. This is the equivalent of being mad at somebody in college for something they did in middle school. Okay. Because I had the same reaction. I said, 
I haven't thought about that since you, uh, uh, until you just brought it up since it happened. Also, and I mean, I re- listen. This hey, is, if he did it is, to your team, you'd be mad too. No, I, I wouldn't care say. either. This is fueled by your Cavaliers fandom most primarily, obviously. Come on. You know I mean, saying? I did. I did admit that I'm biased, but I think a lot of people. I remember a lot of people watching those finals in general, like those. What was it? Four, three, four times where the Cavs and the Warriors faced each other. Steph just came off so unlikable to me. Like, unlikable because like, you're yeah, rooting for was, the Cavs. That's he why. He was whining about every call and, and like I said, wait, but LeBron doesn't whine about calls. LeBron's allowed to. What? Steph so is not in what? LeBron's Planet LeBron, different rules. <laughs> he's, it's true. <laughs> They're I mean, every NBA universe. player whines about calls. Okay, but Steph is just does it in such a cocky, like turn offishy way that it just he won the me. only unanimous MVP award in NBA history. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's cocky. It's pretty simple. Doesn't he's also that, the greatest like shooter him? of all time. Doesn't <laughs> right. mean that I like him. Okay. No, well, clearly you don't. Uh, and then why would you invoke Riley Curry in all of this? It's not Riley Curry's fault that her dad tried to use her as a, a pawn to get people to like him more. Like, oh, I got to bring my daughter up here so people think that I'm a, a genuine family lovely man. Okay, he is. Well, yeah, too bad. Too bad there's news coming out lately that him and his wife have an open relationship. You don't Whoa, hear Whoa, I don't know what you're talking place. about, and I am that's not such, going down that path. That was in, like, yeah. a People magazine. My point is mm. I don't care about that. Mm. I, I don't care about his personal <laughs> life. <laughs> I don't care about his personal life. My point is that I feel like he just, you know, I just, I feel like it's all an act. Uh, No, I don't, I I will tell you this. He's a little too slick for you. He's a phony baloney. Damn. He is not a phony baloney, okay? Listen, I am around these dudes a lot, okay? And he's as easygoing as there is. Like, honestly, for someone of, like, I will say this about LeBron, too. I have never had a negative running with LeBron James in all the years that I've been dealing with him. And Steph Curry is also in that same category. I cannot say that for every other superstar that I've worked with. Steph Curry, star of Holy Moly. Don't forget about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Steph Curry here's, also highly involved with the Howard golf team. Here, here's the thing. He's the everyman. Like, every kid in America wants He's to not be, the everyman. Every kid he in America is. wants to be Steph Curry because yep. they're, it's easier to say to your – like, as a kid growing up, you'd be like – Oh, wow, I could be 6'3 and shoot the ball from 30 feet and play in the NBA? That's a lot more plausible than being 6'8 and 260 pounds in an Adonis. You got to work on this, Lens. No, I mean, I'm just going to say that you can make the same argument for people wanting to be Steph as you do for people wanting to be LeBron. I think that younger kids these days— But it's easier to be Steph is what I would say. Okay, but the whole story of LeBron, like— and the way that he came up, he struggled oh, no, when he was younger. Listen, like Steph Curry, agree. his dad was an NBA. Like that's the that, relatability point, though. Know. Most people who like Steph are not people that are interested in the poverty porn story. They think that he's a normal dude. Sure, his dad played basketball. He's but not a normal he, dude. He wasn't even recruited by the school his dad went to. I know. You know that's not a uh, listen, dude. that is. A, don't bring that up with Seth Greenberg because that gets he gets really hot about that. But not. I'm just telling you for the future. Um, <laughs> but. To know. Um, but yes, to, to Clinton's point, he went to some school nobody had ever heard of, basically. My whole point is that I don't like him. I know I'm biased, but my point is that I think that Clay Thompson is far more likable. Okay, general. that's fine. You can you can you can say that. But I just think that I, I think more kids in America um are relate to Steph more because they look at him as to Clint's point, he looks like a normal dude. He's not like some giant uh, like these other these other dudes. Like LeBron is an Adonis, okay? Like yeah. you know, like, 
Do you know how Chiseled hard it is? Stone. Like, no, like nobody in America, okay? Like, I'm not gonna say nobody, but I don't. Let's say there's 300 million people. There's more than that. I know in America, okay? What percentage? Like, what? I mean, I don't know. Is is the, are there like 300 other people that could have that body? You know what I'm saying? And that skill right. set. Like maybe, like even at, the skill set, definitely not clearly, but like he's one of one. But like even just the body, like where with Steph, he looks like some dude I would play at LA Fitness right. with. LA Fitness three o'clock run. You know what I'm saying? It's, right. It's, it's Steph. Steph. I think. I, listen, I get what you're saying. There was a, there was a short period of time where if you were acutely rooting for the Cavs, Steph was extremely irritating. I get that. <laughs> I don't understand. That's a though. good way to put it. Is right. I don't understand. Like, I don't hate the guy. I just find okay. it very irritating. You can't apply that to the rest of the guy's life. I mean, the man is a family man. He is a God-fearing human who is routinely discussing his faith and his life and all this stuff. He's not a bad dude. He just, like I said, he made you, it's, it's, again, that one thing that happened at like the eighth grade formal is still bothering you in college when you Whatever. see the guy when you I, come I, home I, for the again. reunion. <laughs> In general, I think Clay is way more likable. He's cooler. He's, sure. They've got the story opinion. in whatever yeah. magazine it was he about him boats. and buying his boat. Yeah. Listen, and his dog I Rocco. wish. He's great. I, I, if, if I were a professional athlete, right? Like if I w- would have had the life of a professional athlete, I would love. I would totally want to be Clay Thompson. No, really, no questions asked. So I would, would want to ra- be okay. on boats. If- I would be one. I, I, you know, in my twenties and early thirties, I would not be married. I would be. I would be Clay Instagram Thompson. models. Yes, to Michael really? Chagrin in some cases, but wow. uh, yes, but and nonetheless. he has a cool dad. I mean, Clay's got. I mean, listen, Steph's got a lot going on at home too. You know what I'm saying? Like life's pretty good, bro. Yeah, no, 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 agreed, agreed. Check the IG, bro. <laughs> it's going well. All right. Just saying. All right. Coming up next, now that we've let Lindsay uh, unleash <laughs> on Steph, we will get into Radio Tinder, everyone's favorite segment here in the 5 o'clock hour. That's coming up in about uh, two and a half minutes. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, we're going to have to giddy up here because we're running late on this. Linz, what do you got? All right, so yesterday the Washington football team announced they'd be revealing their new name, their new official name, on February 2nd. But after calling the Washington football team, or WFT, for two years now, a lot of people are wondering why they're even bothering to rename the team again at all. An online petition was created with the hope that the Washington football team will keep the name the Washington football team. And it, that, and it has over 10,000 signatures so far. So considering it's been two years at this point, do you think it makes more sense to just keep the name Washington football team? Swipe left or swipe right, Clinton. I'll swipe left on this. This is obviously my account. Um, yeah, they botched the timing. They probably should have changed it immediately. They probably should have changed the colors as well, but people are too linked to those colors. They couldn't do that all at once. They could not rip off that Band-Aid, and now they're caught in between. Shocker from the worst owner in American sports history in terms of that franchise. Uh, I will also swipe left on this. I think they definitely missed their mark on this. I, at this point, I would just keep it, the yeah. Washington football team, because it's unique. So you'd now. be swiping right. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, sorry. Because well, I asked I, if you should, because I think they should keep it, too. Oh, My okay. Yeah, so I misunderstood I, the question. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I was agreeing with Clinton on missing their mark. So, all right, so I am swiping right then in that case. Let's do the little do-do-do thing again, if you'd like. Um, there it is. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I would just keep the name. Like, yeah, it's unique. It's different. Um, you know, I, I, I think you roll with it. but And, and, and clearly, it represents the area right because it's about the washington area um so there you go i mean what 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 do you do you have any inkling as to what they will call it uh clinton or no commanders yeah yeah you think that's, I, that that's what it's gonna be yeah. i thought boomer esiason spoiled it and he what said it was going to be like i think it was either like the generals or, or something like that. admirals it was, is what you probably admirals that's what it was commanders yes. is what it's most likely going to be but again hmm, interesting. a relevant franchise so what are we talking yep. about yeah yeah all right, so a four-day work week is now a permanent perk for employees of tech unicorn Volt. The San Francisco-based e-commerce developer piloted the program last fall, and the results were overwhelmingly positive, according to the company's founder and CEO, Ryan Breslow. He said, I couldn't imagine running a company any other way. Productivity has increased, work has been streamlined, and employees are happy. A survey taken at the end of the three-month trial period found that 94% of workers and 91% of managers wanted the program to continue. Do you guys think that this four-day work week will eventually become more popular in the U.S.? Swipe left or right, Sedano? Um, do we have, like, a time frame on, or, you know, because I'm going to swipe left ever. on it because I, I oh, ever? Mm, ever's a long time. Again, <laughs> now, you know I'm not an absolutist, so I'll, I'll swipe right if it's ever, Okay. <laughs> Um, but I don't think it happens anytime soon because I just think America, man, we do it our way five days a week. I, I just think that eventually the work week in general, the way people work, whether it's from home. I mean, look, we work from home. It's been a great show. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all in different locations, all four of us. Um, so I just think people adapt. 
I think that we are more adaptable than we give ourselves credit for. Um, but I think that we are also slow to move on things that are considered quote-unquote institutions, and I think the five-day work week is considered that. That's true, but there is also a part of this country, and I'm not sure if I'm swiping right or swiping left here, that would say that the five-day work week as a thing is already gone, bro. You know what I mean? Like the gig economy that people are trying to work around the clock, two and three different smaller things here. We talk about how Gen Z has kind of detached from the office mindset overall. I think we're actually farther away from this than people think in terms of the average, I go punch my clock, I go to this. I mean, obviously people still have jobs that are like that, but the way the overall economy has shifted, I think this is closer than people think, and it's going to be much bigger than just a four-day work week. It's going to be a completely different paradigm shift. I do uh, time for one more. Yeah, we got. We can have, We can even squeeze in it. Maybe another one after that. But go ahead, but definitely one more. Sure. All right. So Girl Scout cookie season is still a couple months away. But oh no no no, it's here. not. No, it's oh, not. I've gotten emails. Kevin yeah. Blackstone of Around the Horn. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, and, and from. The, <laughs> and, and, yes, and from uh, you know Clinton's native land of the DMV. Yeah. Um, his daughter Mia uh, sells uh, the Girl Scout cookies, and uh, I am the 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 largest. Uh, so he is my largest supplier of Girl well, Scout. Well, if you want to answer my question before I ask it, Ooh. yes. Oh, damn. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, listen, well, I'm not I Steph Curry. New, Don't yell at me. Okay? You're not going to get them. We'll say you're not going to be consuming Girl Scout cookies for a couple of months, right? It takes a few months once you order them. But anyway, the Girl Scout Cookies of America announced that a new brownie-inspired cookie will join its national lineup for the 2022 season. The new Adventure Fools cookie is described as full of indulgent brownie-inspired flavor with a combination of chocolatey and caramel flavors and smooth, crispy te textures. So two questions. Are you a Girl Scout cookie person? I already know Sedano's answer. And if so, will you try the new Adventurefuls brownie cookies? Swipe left or swipe right. Clinton. Uh, I'll swipe right on that uh, because Girl Scout cookie flavors means new um, strain flavors. And that's a good thing for uh, the happiness of America. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> really? All right, all right. So where are the what are the what are your Girl Scout cookie go to's? Girl, Girl Scout cookie popular strain uh i like thin mints in the freezer that's an important why, uh, why mints 100 no be cold no um, and samoa's no. mint and chocolate do not go good. together i'm sorry what? it tastes like toothpaste mint and chocolate do not go together mm -hmm. oh, i'm sorry are, nope, are you familiar nope, with the nope. little product we call junior mints like, no what movie awful. theaters are you going to awful candy awful wow mm -hmm. that Thank is you. i'm with you on all take. three flavors though clinton yeah. thin mints I'm with you on all three flavors: okay. Thin Mints, Samoas, and Tagalongs. Period. Tagalongs are the worst of those. Samoas, I like the most. Those well, are the tagal most Tagalongs are solid though. Like you know yeah. what you're getting: it's fudge on the, the outside, peanut butter on the inside. You know what I mean? You know what I like too, and my kids like it. The you know they come up. They've now they added like a s'mores. Uh, oh. And it's like it's basically graham cracker on the outside, and then like the Oreo, and also like a chocolate flavor in the middle, right? Like like cream. Um, and oh. it's delicious, and it costs a dollar extra, just so you know, this morning. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, the prices are outrageous. Big yeah. And Not they keep bad. shrinking. It's like yes, bucks. Speaking of that, my favorite story from Girl Scout Cookies was a couple years ago in Portland where some girl set up shop literally right outside of a, of a dispensary in order to try to make her sales. And it was oh, That's really smart, actually. Right so yeah. so yeah. I, I like I like the, uh, the, the, the tag-alongs. I like the, the s'mores. I will try the one you're saying, so I will swipe right on that. And I love me a Samoa. Give me yeah. the, give me a little coconut. Give me a little caramel. Give me a little crisp cookie with some chocolate stripes. I'm in on that. All three a tie. All three that you mentioned. Yes. Um. All right. So last, last one. one. Here. Yeah. 
So don't look up smashed Netflix streaming records with more than 152 million hours streamed around the world in a single week. The Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence flick, which also stars Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill, and Kate Blanchett, to name a few, first debuted on Christmas Eve and amassed over 263 million hours viewed in its 10 days on the platform. Uh, DiCaprio and Lawrence in the film portray two astronomers racing against time to warn the world about an impending asteroid set to destroy the planet. It's kind of like a parody on how society is today. But have you guys seen Don't Look Up? And if not, is it on your list of movies to watch? Swipe left or swipe right? Sedano? It's on my list to watch, so swipe right. Um, I'm a big Adam McKay guy. I think he's really talented. He's really, really good. So I, I will watch it. And plus, the cast is incredible, right? Like Lawrence and Leo and... Um, so yeah, I, I'm t- and uh, Jonah, right? Jonah Hill's in the movie too. Yeah, so, yeah she's I, very I, funny in it. I I love a good satire, so I, I'm in on that. I am absolutely going to watch it at some point. I'm swiping left on this because I watch enough. I get enough news intake that parodies of news shows are not something I spend a lot of time with. Not news shows, but like news topics are not something I spend a lot of time with. That's not a knock, but this is a knock. It's also gotten to the point where the people that I keep around in my life online that annoy me just so I know that I make sure that I'm not doing what they do. They love this movie, and they talk about it all the time. And I'm like, I need to stay away from this because it's I think you'd like it. I th- I, I'm, I think I'm, I'm like sure it. I would, but I'm, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch this movie. I certainly wouldn't watch it on a plane, which is where I watch most movies that I'm uh, not really caring about, but I might want to see. But if I go to somebody's house and they got it on, I'll watch it. All right, that'll do it for Radio Tinder. Coming up next, could Jim Harbaugh be the Raiders' next coach? I'm going to tell you why the, the Raiders need – to step up all right we'll get to that but and we have lakers ticket uh, thursday the giveaway it's a trivia question from the show so you might want to line it up now to try to win lakers hawks tickets for tomorrow 877-710-ESPN 877-710-3776 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing your relationships your skills your customer base how about businesses on shopify (laughs) shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/network. What does this song make you think? I was going to say, we got a lot going on behind the scenes. It, it's the Schoolhouse Rock song. Ah, okay. I, you know, I've never seen Schoolhouse Rock, so. Really? No, not not my, not my in my, like, uh, wheelhouse. That wasn't in your cultural wheelhouse? No. No. Laura, did you see School of Rock? Nah, man, not mm-mm. What is it called? Is School of Rock? Schoolhouse Rock. School Schoolhouse Rock. Rock. Yeah, yeah, that. That's how yeah, I, mean, I know a lot yeah. of things. Yeah. Well, tell them why we, we, we this this is up. I mean, I did watch like the Electric Company when I was a kid on PBS. Now, what well, today is the day right? that Schoolhouse Rock debuted in what year, Lindsay? Oh, let's see. What is the year here? <laughs> uh, Schoolhouse Rock debuted on this day in 1973. Okay, yeah, that definitely predates me. But by the time we got into, you also got to understand, I grew up in DC, so this is the kind of stuff you learn just watching the news. Never mind. <laughs> right. You know. uh, hey, it is a Lakers ticket Thursday. Before we get into the Raiders, um, in celebration of Lakers tickets Thursday, we're going to give away two tickets to see Lakers Hawks tomorrow at Crypto.com Arena. 
And the first person to answer our question correctly will win two tickets to that Lakers-Hawks game tomorrow at Crypto.com Arena. So here's the deal. Here's the question, okay? What song did Clinton say is better with the remake? What song, what popular song did Clinton say that the remake was better than the original, okay? So let's go to the phones. Let's go to Ronnie, Ronnie Montoya in Anaheim. Ronnie, what song did Clinton say? What uh, what great original song did Clinton say the remake was better than? All right, all right. You guys talked about a couple songs, so I'm a little nervous now. Okay. Uh, I want to say it's Dirty Diana. Yes, sir. God. Congratulations, Ronnie awesome. and Montoya in Anaheim. You are right out of the gate. First guy to win. Uh, <laughs> You win Lakers Hawks tickets, so so there you go. Congratulations! But and you sang it too, which I thought was that was great, that so. was impressive. Yeah. Yes. All right. So um, yes, you can clearly. All right, Roddy. Congratulations, brother. All right. <laughs> Thank you. We're gonna put you on hold. We'll take care of you here. I should have asked him if he was a Halos fan. He's in Anaheim. Oh, well, there you go. Um, man. Oh, he's oh, a Dodger, Dodger fan. Okay. By the way, the do you want to tell people what just happened there? Yeah. We were going to do a different yeah, no, question. We're, we're going to tell people because if, if he's going to be messing with us, we're going to mess with him. We were yeah. going to ask a different question. But Morales came back, and then the bit, the pre-show bit, in, in he the gave rejoin. away the yeah. rejoin. He gave away the answer. So we had yes. to change on the fly. It was too bad. Yes. Yes. Oh, well. he, uh, he, said the thi- he said the mighty win thing that Clinton said about the autumn win with the Raiders. And we- that was going to be the question. Um, and then we had to change on the fly. Laura had to bring us down immediately, and we had to huddle up in, like, the 10 seconds that the rejoin seconds. airs uh, <laughs> yeah. for Schoolhouse Rock or whatever the hell was playing and uh, and figure out on the fly what we were going to change it to. Just but quality, Clinton, quality team play from an excellent radio team. Clinton yelled out, Dirty Diana, and I'm like, let's do it. That, that works. <laughs> um, so there you go. By the way, we were talking about L.A. gear earlier. I don't even remember how we stumbled upon talking about L.A. gear for some reason. Laura you brought, brought it up. It up. You were talking about things that people were made fun of for wearing. Oh, yeah, in, in what you need to know, we brought it yeah. up, yes. So um, uh, here's a tweet from J.C. Amador. He says, the girls in high school used to wear the high-top L.A. gears with those miniskirts – Boy, oh boy, straight fire. Boy, oh boy. How old is this guy? That's great. I, I mean, listen, boy, there oh were boy, those girls oh in the commercials, too. Sorry to That's remember true. that. I forgot yes. about all that. That was yeah. before I cared about stuff like that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. so Maybe there you true, go. But... <laughs> um, so, anyhow, by the way, Lindsay, you have, you have what I like to call a goldfish. Uh, if you've seen the movie Jerry Maguire, when Jerry leaves uh, the big agency uh, after Bob Sugar betrays him, um, he, he's trying to leave and see if anyone will leave with him to start his new venture. And before Dorothy Boyd uh, decides to go with him, he was only going to take the goldfish. He said, these goldfish, they are honest and they have integrity. And, uh, and then Dorothy Boyd stepped up to go with him, uh, which is Renee Zellweger's character in the Tom Cruise movie. But you have your goldfish, and his name is at SoCalDale. He, in, in your rant on Steph Curry and your disdain for him, he says, I'm with at Lindsay Baseball. Curry is so irritating. The mouthpiece, the shimmy, the Thank daughter, you. LOL. You are so Thank on you. point, Lindsay. What a hater. I'm sure he's not the only goldfish. I'm sure if you get some people like on my Twitter feed, a lot more will agree with me. 
Yeah. The mouth. Well, a lot of other people were just were laughing at your uh, comment about the People Magazine story that you had mentioned. Uh, uh, there was plenty. I of don't that. even know if it was People Magazine, but it was a gossip, whatever, one of those tabloids, whatever you want to call yes. it. But the mouthpiece thing is annoying. You have to admit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there were a lot of other people laughing at your hating on Steph, which uh, I thought was funny too. So that's that's fine. They can laugh all they want. Hating on Steph. That's all I'm gonna say. I well, mean, now I listen, it, it works out perfectly. Laura hates on LeBron, and you hate on Steph. So there hey, you wait, go. wait. I do not hate on LeBron. There's a difference. I mean, no, 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 no. Also, no, no. Also, Laura doesn't love Steph Curry, so it's not like you know she's not. She doesn't care. You know. I don't love him, but I don't hate him. You clearly do. Right, right. You clearly right. I mean, him, you're bro. indifferent. You're indifferent. He's, is my point. For so my, it's not my like thing I'm is, I, somebody feelings. somebody mentioned something about how they see a lot of like Steph Curry jerseys here in LA. Yeah, I said it yesterday. Yeah, like, yeah, my, so, yeah. I've seen and I was a bunch like, the yeah. thing for me is. I see that because he's so likable. I said that. I right. think I said that on your ear. And relatable. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun yeah. fact: Wardell Stephen Curry, the woman I love's favorite basketball player of all time. How about that? So you're not oh. welcome in this house. Right now, <laughs> until you find a way to atone <laughs> for your beliefs. Sorry. Super Bowl Sorry. party I'm invite. No longer friends, I Out. guess. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's funny. I waited for uh, that one. I was waiting. The for other thing going on on our Twitter feed, on my Twitter feed at least, was when Ramona came on to rip you for the mighty wind, <laughs> uh, and Dirty Diana for that matter. Um, she had f- uh, mentioned kind of fleetingly that Fleetwood Mac um, wrote the song Tusk for USC, which uh, a gentleman who follows us on Twitter who is an, uh, pr- a producer and a director for the Run, Ricky, Run movie uh, on the ESPN 30 for 30 many years ago, the Ricky Williams uh, 30 yeah. for 30. Uh, Royce Tony uh, is uh, an L.A. guy and, uh, and listens uh, to the show regularly. So he tweeted at Ramona that they did not write the song Tusk, and Ramona and him are going back and forth. Ramona oh, giving him links. I mean, she must have some time on her hands this evening. Yeah, it is going back and forth. So Royce, Tony, and Ramona having a little uh, back and forth on my Twitter that. timeline. So there you go. Uh, all right, Raiders. Speaking of Raiders, Mighty Wind, Autumn Wind, etc. Um, so, Jim Harbaugh to the Raiders. If you're the Raiders, okay, I feel like – I've already stated earlier this week, Clinton, before you were on, mm-hmm. um, that if you're Jim Harbaugh – I said this on Monday. Like, Jim Harbaugh, this is your time to go, okay? 100%. Because for here's a dirty little secret. Michigan is not a national championship caliber type team, okay, very often, all right? No. Historically, they are – yes, they're a blue blood because they win a lot of games, but they don't actually win the big one very often, okay? So – this getting to the college football playoff, that's kind of the ceiling for this team, barring some sort of outlier situation. So considering the the challenges he has faced while he's there, he's no dummy, okay? He sees, ain't no way in hell I'm beating Georgia or Alabama or the SEC on the regular. I need to go now. I've done my job. I've put them back in the college football playoff. They're in a better place than where I uh, got them. It's time to roll. Now, on the flip side of that, if you're the Raiders, I know Coach Passaccia has done a nice job, but this is your time to make a big splash. And I, I feel like a guy who's coached a team to a Super Bowl and and done it somewhat unconventionally, right, with a, a combination of Alex Smith, who went he went deep into the playoffs with him and then won, mm-hmm. went to the Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick. Like, I know Jim can be considered rigid in a lot of ways, but I feel like in his time in the NFL – he showed he wasn't all that rigid as far as the the style of play, I thought. Not at all. I mean, this is – I don't think we even have to look at this in terms of like, 
whether or not Jim Harbaugh was sort of acting selfishly or whether or not he needs to gauge when and where he needs to be, you know, for the sake of his legacy or whatever. Jim Harbaugh is a better NFL coach than he was a college coach. End of Correct. story. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, returning to the NFL to me is the smart move, not just the opportunistic one, because you're right. The limit on Big Ten schools in general, forget about Michigan, is – you know, pretty much there because of what the SEC is doing. And here's the other element to this that's extremely important. He did his job in the sense that not only did he get them back to a place that they've never been before in terms of the Big Ten Championship, they'd never played in one of those before, uh, and uh, the playoff, but he went to Michigan. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was a Michigan man. Like, they asked him, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's easier for him to walk away from a place where he's a part of the soil already, so to speak, and he did the job. You can say, hey, guys. I'm not, you're not going to forget about me altogether. I'm not going to knock anybody on the way out. It's not about that. I just want to do something else now that I've done this. I think it makes complete sense. And if the Raiders didn't – I mean, listen, I don't really know how it works in terms of what kind of money they're actually dealing with after having guaranteed $100 million to John Gruden. But, uh, you know, I don't really know what the shakeout of that is. But I don't say you give him that much money, but I think you give him enough money to make sure that he thinks about it because the guy's just too good to pass it up to chance. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, he makes $8 million, so you're probably going to have to give him 10 uh, a year at least. So, sure, I, but maybe not for 10 years, you know. Probably not. Coming up next, <laughs> a hot Lakers trade rumor has evolved. We'll get into that. Plus, Denzel Washington dropping bombs. We'll get to that in a moment. Stick around here on 710 ESPN.